You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal wherever you get your podcast, And watch on Bloomberg Originals, Bloomberg Television, or BTV+. This is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily Bloomberg iHeart podcast, and I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael, Managing Editor of Crypto for Bloomberg News. It's Monday, February 6th. It's almost time for another blockchain software upgrade on the Ethereum network. Yes, again. Nearly five months ago, the Ethereum blockchain successfully completed what was, at the time, a very complicated and years-in-the-making update. Called the Merge, it allowed the blockchain to move from validating transactions using computers that were very energy-intensive to computers and a process that was a little bit less energy-intensive, or actually a lot less energy-intensive. That switch cut Ethereum's power consumption by more than 99%, according to various calculations. And after that upgrade, the price of Ether, the token that trades on the Ethereum blockchain, rallied a fair amount, but it's since fallen by about 15 or so percent. Now, the software developers who work on Ethereum are gearing up for another upgrade. This one is called Shanghai. And the reason that people care about it is because it will allow the tokens that are used to order those transactions on the blockchain to be withdrawn. Basically, it means that all of those tokens being used to order transactions on the blockchain that can't be withdrawn will once again be available and accessible to their owners. Here to talk more about what's coming in the Shanghai upgrade is Bloomberg reporter Olga Karif. Olga, welcome back to the podcast. I feel like there's always something going on with the Ethereum blockchain. So true. It seems like an upgrade (laughs) after an upgrade after an upgrade. So, you know, several months ago, we had you and our colleague David Pan on the show a few times to talk about what was called the merge. We've been waiting for this upgrade for years. This change, known as the merge, is a software upgrade. It's Ethereum's transition from proof of work to proof of stake. People were like, will it work? Will it be a disaster? And it went super smoothly. The upgrade will allow Ethereum developers to introduce new features. This update will see the Ethereum mainnet combined with the Beacon chain, which is a proof-of-stake system and is expected to be more eco-friendly by minimizing the environmental As a result of that going super smoothly, it now sounds like Ethereum, much like any kind of software project, has this roadmap that requires you know, app updates, pretty much. 
What's the next big update that's coming to the blockchain? So the next big upgrade everybody's talking about is called Shanghai. It's expected to happen in March, but, uh, you know, as with everything Ethereum, it might still, the timeline might still slide. Um, mm-hmm. And essentially it's, um, it's, it's uh, the next step after the merge that should uh, sort of help Ethereum uh, become a more attractive ecosystem for, you know, everybody from investors to developers. Why? So what the merge did was it moved Ethereum from uh, being run by so-called miners or, you know, very powerful uh, computers that helped order transactions on the blockchain to a blockchain that takes a lot less energy. And sort Mm -hmm. of after the merge, what happened is that Ethereum started ordering transactions using uh, so-called staked uh, coins. Essentially, anybody who has Ether can uh, stake it or put it into a special staking wallet. What Shanghai does is it allows people who staked their Ether into the special staking wallets to take it out. Uh, believe it or not, if you right now, if you've staked your Ether, it's stuck there and you cannot take it out. That seems less than ideal. Like why, <laughs> why did people agree to do that? You know, there is a lot of trust uh, in Ethereum developers who've proven time after time that they do what they say they will do. Plus, people who stake their coins, they earn yield, uh, which fluctuates. Uh, For instance, in the fall, at one point, it was about 10%. um, Mm -hmm. And right now, it's around 6-7%. So it's it's pretty substantial, uh, you know, especially in today's unpredictable, you know, often sort of down (laughs) crypto market. Mm -hmm. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like, one, there was a lot of trust in the ecosystem. There was a lot of like developer belief that this is the right thing to do. These folks are going to do the right thing. We're comfortable, you know, as you say, staking our ether, essentially like putting our hard earned tokens away for a while in service of the cause, the community, the greater good. Pick a motivating factor. And it also sounds like while you're doing good for the community, you're getting free money. Absolutely. And that's exactly what it is. You know, after the crypto crash of last year, where a lot of crypto lenders essentially went up in flames, or most of them rather, (laughs) um, you know, there aren't a lot of places to put your crypto into and to earn yield. And Mm -hmm. uh, for much of last year, uh, crypto prices have been trending down like in the double digits. So, um, you know, for people who are looking for a safer, you know, relatively safer uh, returns on their coins while they're sitting Mm -hmm. there waiting for another uh, bull market, um, this has been a pretty attractive option. Not without its risks, though. And what are some of those risks that you just don't get your money back? Right. So, so one of the <laughs> risks risks is that Shanghai gets delayed. You know, the upgrade mm-hmm. that allows you to withdraw your tokens could get delayed still by some unexpected bugs or or something else. Another risk is that while your tokens are sitting there waiting to get unlocked, eventually you know, something crazy happens in the crypto markets and you can't withdraw, you can't uh, sort of make a smart move to save your money. 
So that's another mm-hmm. risk. So let's assume, because crypto is full of optimists, <laughs> that everything goes completely smoothly. There's no downtime. Everything's great. People get their staked Ether back. What happens next? What comes after? So what comes after, you know, a lot of people have very rosy expectations for what happens after Shanghai. They they think that they'll be able to take their money out of the staking wallets, you know, immediately whenever they want. People who are, I guess, more realistic believe that it's going to it could take days and weeks and perhaps even months to get to unlock your uh, tokens because th- there might be a line. And especially right after Shanghai, as this unlock functionality uh, first appears, you know, there could be a, a rush to take money out. A lot of people lost money in the crypto markets last year. They might need it. Mm-hmm. So there could be a lot of withdrawals and a very long line. So, you know, this is something to keep in mind. This is not like an instant on sort of functionality where you can just everybody can just unstake all at once. Now, if you are, say, a normal person who's not a crypto reporter or the host of a crypto podcast, and you're thinking, does the Shanghai upgrade mean Ether is going to go up, down or sideways? What's the answer? So it's one of those uh, expected upgrades. Everybody has known about it for months, essentially how it often happens. And this is what happened with the merge as well, the previous upgrade, where, well, Ether basically price ran up ahead of the news. And then Mm -hmm. uh, as merge happened, it plunged as investors wanted, uh, you know, to realize their profits from making this bet. And a lot of people believe this is what could happen here. And this concerns not just Ether, but uh, a whole. there is a whole big ecosystem of tokens uh, related to staking that this uh, sort of <laughs> sell on the news um, uh, <laughs> expectation could impact as well. So there is an expectation that this run up will continue until Shanghai happens and then some of these prices could uh, come down <laughs> back to earth again. So, so uh, there's a lot of um, uh, gameplay involved here as people try to speculate on, on Shanghai. Coming up, you'll hear more from Bloomberg reporter Olga Karif on how Ethereum's next expected upgrade could affect the industry. We'll be right back. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. See, this is why you never ask a reporter what a price is going to do, because they'll give you like a very detailed technical explanation, but then not tell you <laughs> <laughs> if it's going to go upside down, upside, which we know we are not allowed anyway. So this is like the ideal way to, to handle this question. Um, and just as a, kind of a final thing, you know, we saw just in the past couple of weeks that NFTs are potentially coming to Bitcoin, which has shocked and appalled Bitcoin purists, but other people are like, woo, more ways to make money. NFTs obviously are one of the big defining use cases of 
Ethereum. Most NFTs today are built on top of either Ethereum itself or one of kind of, you know, the associated slash spin-off blockchains. What are the kinds of things that Ethereum developers are thinking about beyond like upgrades and bug fixes? Are there any really transformational new features that might be coming to the blockchain to continue to make it be an attractive place for software devs? A whole bunch of features were supposed to be part of Shanghai and were taken out at the last minute because the developers just want to get this unlocking, you know, withdrawals functionality done. So right now with NFTs, for instance, most of NFTs still live on Ethereum. There are some on Solana and uh, a few other blockchains, uh, but the bulk really is lives on Ethereum. And if you look at mm-hmm. uh, developer activity, um, you know, Ethereum is definitely one of the very few <laughs> places to be, especially uh in this market. Developers are thinking of a whole bunch of new types of applications. A lot of them are thinking about, for instance, social type applications with coins baked in and um, lots of other interesting use cases. During downturns is when they uh, sort of come up with the next big thing. I think we are still waiting to see what it will be after this downturn, but that's at least my bet, just because there is so much development still happening. happening here. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of like the classic argument for why people are excited about one of our favorite buzzwords on the show, the underlying technology. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Olga. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, Stacy. My pleasure. I really enjoyed it. That was Bloomberg reporter Olga Karif. You can find more of her reporting on the Bloomberg Terminal and on Bloomberg.com. And for more, check out our twice-weekly newsletter, Bloomberg Crypto. This is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your comments, questions, or suggestions for the show to crypto at Bloomberg.net. The supervising producer of Bloomberg Crypto is Vicky Vergolina. Our senior producer is Janet Babin. Our producers are Mohamed Farouk and Sharon Bariro. Our associate producers are Ty Butler and Moses Undam. Desta Wonderad is our engineer. Original music by Leo Sidron. I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael. We'll be back tomorrow. in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for the Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative, investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash Future Investor slash radio.